0: Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week we bring advanced health information that's years ahead of where science and medical research is now. And, um, hey, who has 10 or 20 years to wait for information, too? I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time what people go through and how many years they have to wait. And you know, to, get, to get results and everything else, you, know, you have to know. I want everybody to know the information here doesn't come from interest groups, medical funding with strings attached, botched research, lobbyists, internal kickbacks, persuaded belief systems, private panels of influencers, and health field payoffs or trendy traps. The information, health information that Spirit and I are bringing to you that I share comes from a pure, untampered with, advanced, clean source, a higher source, the spirit of compassion. There's nothing more healing than compassion. And, you know, when you think about it, well, hey, wait a minute, you must be just talking about conventional medicine. No, I'm talking about alternative two. All the things I just mentioned, kickbacks, persuaded belief systems, private panel of influencers to make the thumb on the scale go a certain direction because investors and money invested into something. You guys have to know something about both alternative and conventional. People think it's all conventional, meaning conventional's where all the sour, the sour stuff happens. That's what everybody says. Actually, that's not true. I'm sorry to say it's painstaking. It's painstaking to say this, but it's alternative too. Because when someone's invested and a group is invested to get an outcome through science and research, the thumb is put on the scale in most of the cases because the money's going to be lost. People are going to be really, really angry. Funding's not going to occur again. And so things have to kind of get persuaded one way or another. I'm telling you this because guess what? The information that's here it doesn't hold that contamination attached to it because that's what happens. And, you know, I, I see it out there. I see information in the health realm, both conventional and alternative And it's got contamination to it because there's something going on with it that's, you know, going a certain direction because of these reasons. That's not going to happen here. I've refused to let it happen here. The information you're getting here comes from spirit. And so for anybody who's new in this show, you know, listening to this show and you're brand new to this and you're like, okay, let's check out this show, um, Anthony William, that's how it works here. And I want you to know that. Hey, by the way, I love seeing... Everyone on Instagram, going to the medical medium Instagram and telling their stories, they're drinking their celery juice, you know, all their different things, problems are going away. They're healing, they're telling their inspirational stories. It's so powerful. I I look at that all the time. And I want to tell you guys, just thank you for just doing what you're doing because it's inspiring. It's so inspiring. And then it's inspirational to me. You need to know that when I see it, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm re-inspired one more time over again, re-inspired each day. Like, you know what? Inspiration is something that doesn't, it's, it inspiration has to be, you know, always reignited all the time because we get, we get so busy with everything like you know I just finally finishing up the the thyroid book the thyroid healing book where you guys are going to be blown away by that I promise I'm not going to let you down with that one you're going to be blown away and you know you know and and I get just I get lost in there I'm just like sweating it out getting the information from spirit making sure that that book has the most advanced information it's never before ever been in anybody's hands and I'm in there and you know so when I when I get to the Instagram and I'm seeing the feed and I'm looking at what people, have what they're doing with their lives with this information. I'm re-inspired. Bam. And it, it's just like, it, it, it's incredible. And, and I'm honored, truly honored that you're doing it. So please, you know, keep, keep up with that because look, it warms my heart. It, it changes my life every day. And, and so what does that mean? That means it's changing everybody else's lives. And that's what really hits me. That's what really hits me. It's changing other people's lives and getting them inspired. It's inspiring me. It's inspiring everybody. And you know, and it's incredible. It really is. Someone said to me the other day. Someone said, you know, why do I even need any of your books? Why do I even need it? I could just listen to your radio show. And that's what somebody said to me the other day. I said, well, I said, what do you mean? You don't, you don't have the, the book one medical medium. You don't have that with all that information in there. So I said, no, I, I felt like I didn't have to get it. I, you don't have life changing foods. Well, why? You talk about fruits and vegetables on the show. I said, there's so many things I don't talk about on this show that are in those books, and that that and and then the, and then the person said to me, well, you know, normally when people put books together. They're usually just kind of like the idea is there. It's in the book. The concept is there. The idea is there, and that's great. But usually when they go talking on their podcasts or radio shows or whatever it is, they're, they're, they're talking way more. I go, that's not the case. This is, this is information from Spirit that I placed into these books for Spirit and for everybody that I don't talk about. There's so many different facets and pieces of fabric all in those books. And, and, and this person said, you know what, I'll go, I'll go get one. And they went and got one. They went into you know, the store and they got one. And, and they said, you're right. I never even heard you talk about this. I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, listen, you guys, I hope everybody's doing good. I hope you're working hard and everything. Today, we're talking about SIBO, talking about SIBO today. Okay, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Have you, have you heard about that before? I, I mention it every now and then in a gut health show, or I mention a little bit about it um, in different ways, you know, when we talk about the different shows I've mentioned and have gone in and out. But I think it deserves more time, all on its own, and we have a lot of different gut health issues. And theres you know, there's a lot of rampant SIBO diagnoses going out there constantly. And we need we need it kind of aired out, and we need the information in your hands. Because, you know, there's there's something we said. You go to the doctor's office, you know, whatever doctor that could be, you know. And, and, and all doctors, I have tremendous respect for, because the minute you want to be a doctor, you know, and, and that's like it with anything. The minute you want to just help anybody, even if you're not a doctor, and you want to say, hey, look, drink this celery juice, and you're not even a doctor, I respect all of this because – What it means is there's something inherently deep inside of us that makes us want to help people. And so, you know, but there's something when you go to the doctor and you get, you know, you get told, you get, you know, you get a test or, you know, different kinds of tests. Doctors do different things. They have different, Do you know, a breath breath test they'll do. Um, You know, some doctors actually just start scooping out, you know, they take a Q-tip and they start doing cultures in the mouth and they're doing that now. They just start, you know, what basically – putting, you know, doing cultures on, on different areas of your mouth, looking for things and, you know, it's stool samples, right? The, you know, doctors want to do that too. And, you know, when you get told you have SIBO and you're like, okay, well, okay, I got SIBO, now what? And a lot of good doctors be like, well, you got to do the antibiotics. You have to do the antibiotics for SIBO. I don't like doing the antibiotics for SIBO. I don't like that because – you know, and I, and I understand with respect, with respect, you know, that that's that's a tool that's used out there. But the problem is with that is when it comes down to SIBO, nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows what it is. It's just bacteria. Nobody knows what kind, really what kind, like what's causing that overgrowth. What's causing? What kind of bacteria is that overgrowth? I mean, you. Some of you probably already know the answer, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I know what he's going to say." And you're right. I'm going to say strep, strep bacteria, strepococcal streptococcus. However, people, different people call it different things for different reasons. But the point is, it's strep. That's the bacteria that's behind SIBO. That's the front runner. That's the big front runner. Now, how is it possible we can't get a solid diagnosis, whether you do stool sample or breath test or whatever it is? How can we get a solid diagnosis of it being strep? Because you can't. Because when strep's been in the system too long, and it starts at childhood for a whole bunch of reasons, it starts right from childhood, right at the very beginning, could be passed on from mommy, daddy, Okay, could be passed on. And it also could easily be picked up so simply. And, you know, in in daycare center, okay, and, you know, in kindergarten, in school, or whatever. And strep is easily passed along. And there's so many different varieties of strep that when you start with it in the system young, It changes how it can ever be tested for or discovered or seen by medical research and medical science. In fact, it's so elusive, it's virtually impossible to know how to identify it or test for it. For instance, you know, I talked about this before, you know this, that UTIs are mostly strep. Yeast is present, but they can't test for the strep. Now they look for strep for you know when you're in the pregnancy mo- mode and and they want to you know they want to do the strep test vaginally and they look for it there and and sometimes they'll fi- they'll find it because they're looking really hard for it uh, but most of the time it's impossible to find but it's the only time they even kind of research and science even care to kind of look for it but it, you know, it, but it's not tested or looked for with bacterial vaginosis. It's not which which is caused by strep as the front runner. It's not it's not looked at with anything else. Well, UTIs, forget it. It's never looked at with UTIs. It's just the UTI. Uh, it's just a bacterial infection. It's just a yeast infection. And because strep is so elusive, it's really hard to test for. It's really hard to look at when it's been there a long time. When it's been there a long time. And with SIBO, SIBO is the ultimate situation where strep is in the body. It's in the system. It's in the intestinal tract. It's there, and it's it's it can't be discovered so easily. In fact, it's never discovered. You know, and of course, you can theoretically say, well, you know, doctors say, well, it could be a bunch of different bacteria. It could be um, a, a whole bunch of different things, but people have a lot in them, and I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something, a question that I'm always asked question that I'm always asked by professionals is how can there be bacteria in the gut in general, when we have hydrochloric acid in the stomach that actually, you know, kills off any bacteria that's possible. So how can there be bacteria And then some professionals will say, well, you know, um, in the intestinal tract, there's, there's, you know, there's no hydrochloric acid. Some professionals will say, so, you know, I could see bacteria being in there, but what about the stomach? You know, how is it possible to have bacteria in the stomach? And it's very possible, very possible. So it's not just SIBO is not small intestinal tract is what I'm trying to say. SIBO is stomach, duodenum, small intestinal tract, large intestinal tract. That's where you know, SIBO is. It's all the way at the beginning to all the way to the end. SIBO is even esoph- esophagus. SIBO is even mouth. All the way down to rectum. So here's another thing that's happening is, is, you know, right now the trend is, um, look, you got, it's small intestinal tract overgrowth. You got, you know, you got some bacteria and that's, you know, that's what we call SIBO, but it's, it, it's literally mouth all the way down and out to the rectum. That's where the bacteria, you know, can lie. And we have to keep that in mind. That's a big. That's a big piece that's kind of missing, in the trendy atmosphere of SIBO. But how can it be there with hydrochloric acid, and the ability to kind of use that hydrochloric acid to break down and kill bacteria in the stomach? So some professionals be like, it's impossible to have bacteria in the stomach. It's impossible. It's not even possible. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Because you know, Spirit and I brought to the table. That hydrochloric acid is complicated. It's not one acid. It's a blend. So even if someone seems to have elevated enough, elevated hydrochloric acid, you guys, someone that seems like, you know, if a doctor's like, no, your HCL seems to be strong. Doing a saliva test, we're doing different testing, and, and no, your HCL seems to be strong. You don't have real low HCL, you could have low, um, different parts of the hydrochloric acid combination that only Spirit and I have brought to the table. I say that in case you're you're brand new to listening to the show, and you're like, "Well, what can he bring that's new and different? Why is this show, you know, doing so good? What's what can he bring?" Well, for one, and, and the whole hydrochloric acid thing is it's a complex blend of acids. It's a seven blend. It's a seven blend. And I love that number seven. Look out for seven. That's that's the number you want to look out for. Keep your mind and eye on that number. You'll see it popping up more and more. So the hydrochloric acid blend <laughs> took you off track. <laughs> really sorry about that. It took you off track. All right. Hey, did I tell you to fasten this, your seatbelts too? Okay, let's fasten your seatbelts for this, this one. It's going to get pretty good. So that seven blend three of that seven blend could be out, gone, low, really low. No one's going to know. No one's going to know because four of that seven blend, one of the four of that seven blend is what everybody's more familiar with. It's what science and research is familiar with. Look, I've always said this. It's so important to know. I don't care how much technology we have. And I don't care how great science is getting. Well, I do care because I want heart transplants. I want everybody getting liver transplants if they need one. I want kidneys replaced, meaning I want kidneys, you know, um, I I want people to be able to donate a kidney. I want all these things and then some. I want it all. But the problem is. You know, when it comes down to just even the most simplest things of what happens to food when it enters your mouth and goes when it enters your stomach, when it enters your stomach, what happens to food is a mystery that will not be solved for hundreds and hundreds of years. I'm not talking about decades. I'm talking about hundreds of years. That mystery will not be solved. Because I'm going to tell you right now, one of the reasons why it won't be solved is because that's a godly thing. That's a God thing. That's where God, that's where it's, it's about God. Okay. It's about the higher power, the higher sources, whatever, whatever you believe is up there. Some people, they say, well, I just believe it's a light. I I go, okay, okay. You know, people say, you know, I just believe there's a light up there. I go, okay, totally. And, you know, I, I support that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that you believe something is out or up there. And some people be like, I call it the creator. Some people are like, you know, and some people are like, you know, I call it the universe. Some people are like, yeah, I call it. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, of course. I mean, I call it, I call God. That's what I say is God. And that's what I do. And so whatever your belief is of what's up there, just know that that has a hand on a handle on what happens to food when it enters your stomach. What happens with food when it enters your stomach? So as far as we are with technology, even in medical research and science in different aspects, in different ways, you know, and we, with all the amazing things that we're developing is that's the mystery all on its own. So can you imagine the mystery of SIBO or bacteria and how it works in the stomach or in the intestinal tract? And that's why I'm kind of be bringing that up. So, you can have some of the, some of those pieces of that seven blend of the hydrochloric acid. You can have two or three low, two or three components, elements to that seven blend of hydrochloric acid. They could be low. And even though you seem like you have high HCl. Right? And what happens then, is bacteria doesn't die. It doesn't die when it enters the stomach or when it goes up into the stomach from the intestinal tract. So when... And I was telling a professional this. I was telling somebody this as a practitioner. I was saying, look, you have to understand that bacteria moves and grooves. It does a dance. Okay? And it, and it, it can travel... I'm like, yeah, 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 I know that. I know it can tra- bacteria can travel. I know that. it can- But it can travel up into your stomach. Even if you think you got the best, strongest hydrochloric acid there is to kill it, it could travel up there and get there. So you want to keep your hydrochloric acid strong. So a big part of what we're talking about today with SIBO is keeping that hydrochloric acid strong. That's going to be a big part of it. Really, really big part. Because that bacteria can crawl right up there. And get up into the tummy. And it can start doing things. You know, there's people with ulcers. they got ulcers in the stomach. These ulcers are created by what? By what? Bacteria. They're created by bacteria. These ulcers. Scar tissue occurs. Ulcers, they mend. They heal. They open again. Mend and heal. Open sores and ulcers in the stomach. Why? Because there's bacteria. There's people with what seemingly seems like enough... Hydrochloric acid and enough powerful hydrochloric acid, but why do they have the ulcers? Because they're missing pieces of that hydrochloric acid out of the seven blend. They're missing some of them. And maybe some of the most important ones out of that seven blend. The most important ones. So it's about getting that hydrochloric acid really strong, it's about getting that hydrochloric acid in a much better way. So bacteria can be in the stomach, but it can be in all kinds of different places. Which bacteria are we talking about? We're talking about? We're talking about the strep, and that's the one. And what I like about strep, it's once you got a handle on what's going on, once you know what's going on, you can take control. You can do stuff. You can heal. Nothing can stop you from healing. Once you have the information... The body, the body wants to heal, but it has to connect to something. It has to connect to also information that you've, that you've gathered. You've got a cut on your hand. you got a cut on your hand. And if you don't have information, your body wants to heal that cut. If you don't have information to keep that wound clean and dry... And care for it. Just say you don't want to do any of that. Say you want to bang your hand around, stick it, you know, stick, stick it someplace, grab something all the time, constantly injuring the wound, not ever cleaning it, not ever washing it out, not ever putting a little bandage on it for now not doing anything, there's a chance your body's going to be like, look, we're doing everything we can. we got your immune system. We've got your killer cells. We've got your blood count. we got everything on top of that wound going, 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 and we're knocking down that bacteria. We're knocking down anything else. We're knocking down staff that could get on that wound. But it's too much because you don't have the information to take care of that wound. You don't have the information to take care of that wound. You're not doing anything for it. You're not putting salt on that wound. Salt on a wound is actually really healing even though it can hurt like hell. You're not, you know, you're not cleaning it, you're not washing it. You're not looking at it, you're not care for it, caring for it. You're not putting an herbal poultice on it. Pulti, you know, so whatever it is, the information has to be there too to help the body. Help the body. You know, some people, oh my God, I've heard this over the years. People have gone to a lot of different practitioners, a lot of different doctors. They've been all over the globe. They've traveled everywhere. They've, you know, they've taken planes across the, I mean, across the world. And for answers, they're still sick because their body wants to heal. It's keeping them going, but they just need the answers too. And that's. The other half, it's the other half. Knowing, you know, what's wrong is half the battle. Knowing how to heal it is the other half of the battle. Spirit taught me that. Spirit taught me that a long time ago when I was young. When I was really young. When I was in my single digits. And Spirit taught me that. Half the battle is knowing what's wrong. The other half is what to do about it. And, you know, and your body's fighting for you no matter what in and out of all of it. So with SIBO, yeah, with strep, it's conquerable, really conquerable. When you know what you're dealing with, here's, here's something that's important. If you think your, your overgrowth of bacteria is a whole bunch of different random bacteria and you don't really know which ones, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you enough. It doesn't help you enough. But knowing this is the strep that was your strep throat 20 years ago. This is the, this is the strep that was, you know, that whole strep um, hand-in-mouth strep that you had when you were 8 years old. This is that strep that was, you know, the swollen tonsils when you had swollen tonsils. This is the strep that was that worst sinus infection you had ever years ago. This is a strep that was that UTI that was a pain in your butt that one time in your life. When you know how to identify it, this is that strep that gave me styes in the eye. When you know how to identify it and what it is, it changes everything. It changes everything. Everything. I'm serious. If you know this is the strep that did the sinus infection, this is a strep that gives you, yeah, that bellyache. This is the strep that gives you that inflammation in different areas. It matters. This is the strep that causes all that severe cystic acne. And now all of a sudden I'm diagnosed years later with with SIBO. That's what people say. They're diagnosed, you know, years later with SIBO and they're like, Okay, what's this now? When you know what it is and what's been in your system, it's life changing it's life changing. Maybe some of you are like, "Oh, I don't want to know what it is. I kind of like going to the doctor and just being like, "Okay, what is it? Okay, I'll just take this antibiotic." And I respect that. I honor that. Because you know, it's not it's not it's not like everything's so easy. It's it's not. So, I'm with you. But hang in there if you're one of those, you know, kind of people. You know, just know I love you. And you're one of those kind of people that are like, "Look, I don't know what's going on." But, but hang in there, because it's still, we're just still going to do some things that, that are helpful. Because if you're dealing with something, you're suffering, or you're really going through something, it's important to know these things. So knowing what it is is important, and that's the key. Knowing that it's just a melting pot, a bacteria that's possibly in your stomach, no rhyme or reason, take an antibiotic, hope for the best, is really not, not the best. And listen, even in when it's alternative medicine, and, you know, you get a really good practitioner and they give you some herbs and they change your diet. You need to know more because it's time to conquer the bacteria that's wreaking havoc or causing problems or interfering with your life on any level. Interfering with your life on any level. And we want to do that. We want to be able to do that. So we have to look back in our lives and say, well, what happened earlier on in my life? Where could I – you know, I did have a strep throat earlier on in my life. Whoa, I see. And that's that's how it works. So strep is kind of elusive. It stays in your body. It lives in us. It lives in us. Now, the reason why I don't like the antibiotics with strep is because it, it empowers strep. Don't panic if you've taken antibiotics. It's fine. Meaning don't Don't worry. Don't be like, oh my god, I took an antibiotic for it. It must have been strep. No, it's. It, it listen, it's okay. The point is it's about forging ahead, moving forward. So strep tends to change. It tends to get smart, wise. It gets immune to antibiotics. And you've got to do, use a different antibiotic. I know people that have suffered from severe UTIs because of strep. And they've had to change different antibiotics. They have to do a cocktail of antibiotics. I've seen that over the years. Same thing with stomach problems. Same thing with like SIBO, same thing with other things. And the, the problem is, is that strep tends to not get affected by the antibiotic anymore and it gets immune and it grows past it and it could get stronger and it can mutate. And there's a lot of different varieties of strep now. I think, Medical science research have something like groups through A through H. So strep A, the strep B, those are the two main groups that science and research have been working with all these years. And then it went, you know, then finally, you know, some, some, some funding and research went to a right the right place for at least the recognizing recognizing the fact that there's more groups. So I was like A through H. But there's not enough letters in the alphabet to match the groups. And that's where it falls short. That's where I was saying where the thumb is on the scale, because I'm sure some amazing scientist or researcher that was researching the different groups of trying to classify the different groups of strep, looking at them under the microscope, wherever it can be gathered out of people. I'm sure these amazing practitioners are like in the lab saying, Oh my God, I think there's, I think there's way more past eight strep group, a to group H, I think there's a lot more here, and they can't do anything about it because someone else is in the way of everything I said originally when I was opening the show. Something else is in the way. Some some interest group is in the way for the scientists to be like, wait a minute here, we got a problem. So so if there was, you know, if there's not enough letters in the alphabet to match the amount of mutations and the group of strep that's creating the SIBO, the whole SIBO effect that we're we're seeing out there. And so taking control, understanding what it is, is actually starts to break down the bug itself. So right now, you and me, just you right now together, okay? You and me know, we know that that little bug is weak and I'll tell you why. It's weak because your immune system is going after it as we're talking right now. See, knowing what's wrong, knowing what to do. Okay, that's, that's the two pieces that Spirit taught me going all the way back. Knowing what's wrong, knowing what to do. What happens is when you know what's wrong, your immune system connects to your thoughts. You know that part. You know your thoughts help govern your immune system. You know that and, but when you really know what you're after, something really takes off, really takes off and really takes place. This is, this is even more advanced than the whole thing, kind of the thought power thing where, you know, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking you're healing and that's powerful where you're thinking your body can heal and that's powerful, but you can take it to another level. When you take it to the level of, wait a minute, I know what's giving me that small intestinal tract overgrowth now. I know what bug it is. What happens is your killer cells can connect to that very thing. It can cr- create what's an identification process that's beyond beyond our vision. It's an identification process to the bacteria. That means the immune system starts to re design itself. So your immune system right now, right in this moment is redesigning itself. Seriously, it's redesigning itself. I'm going to tell you how through chemical compounds, chemical compounds, our immune system has the ability to shape shift. It has the ability to redirect itself. It has the ability to take on new information just through frequencies of thought, but it has more than that. Even more than all of that, it has the ability to restructure chemical compounds not found in any science of research, and maybe that'll be decades ahead of the time, maybe two, two, three decades from now, maybe 30, 40 years. From now, they'll figure out that chemical compounds are created by your different immune system. you know, it, your lymphocytes, for example how they can change. They can change by creating a new chemical that matches the understanding and information that you know about what's inside your body. A chemical compound can develop from that alone and change to look for a bug that's been immune. It's been immune to your immune system. You know how we are? We're always like, well, you know let's we want? We want to be immune to something. We want to be immune to something. If you're dealing with something emotional, you know, if you're dealing with problems emotionally, if you have somebody that's that, – you, or you have somebody that's just causing trouble, bullying, or you got somebody in the workplace or whatever, you want to be immune to them. So you want to, you want to create something, a foundation, or you want to create something that could make you immune to them. I, what I like to do is I like to use the word light in those situations. If There's nothing more powerful. Somebody's bullying you at work. Someone's giving you a hard time or whatever it is. I say the word light. That's what I like to do. And here's here's the deal. And I'm going to talk more about that in in another show. We're going to talk more about that. But the deal is... The bug can have immunity too to our immune system. And when you know what's going on and you know what's causing it, it changes that. Your immune system changes and alters in order to kill the bug and rid the UTIs and rid, rid the SIBO and, and, and rid the the um, bacterial infections and, you know, rid the pelvic inflammatory um, problems that, that that a lot of women have too, which is caused by different groups of strep. And rids everything, the styes that keep on coming, the sore throats that keep on coming, the sinus infections that keep on coming. And of course the SIBO, the intestinal tract issue too. So not only are we going to rebuild hydrochloric acid, which is what we're going to talk about next, but it's about changing changing the structure of the immune system, having it create new chemical compounds that strep is not immune to so we can destroy it so we can start kicking it out of our body and that's why it's important to know what's going on so when you know and i've heard it before someone said you know said to me a while back i forget how long ago now this is but and i've heard it over the years here and there where somebody like i really don't want to know i don't want to know i just want to go to the doctor and i just want to know everything's okay and then walk out and i don't want to know really what's what's happening in there and i'm i'm too young for to think about these things and I want to go out and I want to, you know, I want to have fun. I want to have fun. And I, I of course, we should have fun. We need to have fun. But it comes a time when we need to know what's going on too inside of us to heal. So let's get our hydrochloric acid built up. When you get your hydrochloric acid built up, you're killing bacteria that's trying to even get into the stomach. And more than that, hydrochloric acid runs deeper than the stomach. It runs Lower than the stomach, hydrochloric acid works in the duodenum. And here's another thing, unknown to research and science, hydrochloric acid works in the small intestinal tract, but it goes down deeper in the small intestinal tract. One of the reasons why that research and science isn't keen on that is because they're looking at one element, one part, one fraction of the seven blend hydrochloric acid that I'm talking about. They're not looking at the other six and some of the other six have a responsibility. They have a responsibility to go deep into the small intestinal tract and start killing off bacteria and working with your immune system, working with your lymphocytes, monocytes, neutrophils, basal fills, all of that. Working with that. And so that's why it's important to really enhance and rebuild the, you know, the hydrochloric acid. Why on Instagram are people saying, you know, on, on the medical medium Instagram, their lives have changed and they've been everywhere. They've done everything. But their lives have changed because of this green celery juice and only celery juice that's sitting in their hand. Why is that happening? And, and how come nobody else knew that straight celery juice has the power to do this besides spirit? Because of spirit. That's why That's why nobody knew. Spirit knows. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know any of this. I wouldn't know any of the information I've ever written about or put out there. I wouldn't know a single piece of it if it wasn't for spirit. We know that. You know, it's spirit. People say, you're the greatest. Someone said to me, you're the greatest. Well, I was out the other day because I, I was forced to have to leave the, leave the office And someone said, hey, you're you're, you're Anthony. I said, yeah, how you doing? They said, you're the greatest. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Spirit's the greatest. Because really, I don't know anything. It's spirit. Anyway, the bottom line is that celery juice, that celery juice is that powerful. And it's life-changing because it builds up that structure. Okay, I want to tell you something about the celery juice I never talked about. When you buy celery... you're you're buying different celery from different farms at different times of the year. So when you go to the store and you're buying celery, it's a different farm. It's not always the same farm. And sometimes it's the same farm growing celery in a new field or in a different field. And it changes that mineral composition. So what I'm saying is, You're getting celery from a juice place. Chances are, the celery came from a different place. This is a good thing. This isn't a bad thing. You're getting celery from your co-op. It's a good thing. It's a different batch of celery. You're getting, you know, from a different farm that was out in California, shipped across the United States. It's it's possibly a different one. All this, all this matters because celery juice has different compositions of mineral salts, but all the same, but different levels and. That's the key to rebuilding the hydrochloric acid too. If you could only have one celery and it's all you can get and it's one farm only for the rest of your life, then that's fine too. Believe me, that'll also help move you forward and you'll heal. So why is celery so important? Because that mineral blend was meant to actually restore those missing components out of your hydrochloric acid blend, the seven blend. Remember I told you, look out for seven. Look out for that number. Look out for seven seven is so profoundly powerful for so many reasons when it comes down to the human body and it comes down to the way things are structured in the human body, the way things are designed in the human body, the way things are created. And seven actually matters in so many different ways with the immune system, with everything, hydrochloric acid, I can go on and on with the liver. You, you, it, it's 7 has a lot to do with what's happening in our bodies. For that 7-hydrochloric blend to build back up and kill off, and this is what happens, the mineral salts are poisonous. The mineral salts in celery are poisonous to bacteria. They're poisonous, not poisonous to you, I promise you. They rebuild that missing 7-blend. So the mineral salts in the celery rebuild the missing 7-blend hydrochloric acids that are combined in there. That alone helps kill off any kind of SIBO bacteria, any kind of strep bacteria, but it also enhances the immune system. The immune system rides off of creating chemical compounds. Like I was just saying, so your lymphocytes can create chemical compounds. How do they create them? What are they made out of? What chemical compounds are we talking about? I know that I'm, I know I'm going into some deep space, but the chemical compounds are made out of salts. Made out of salts. This doesn't mean you go run and start dousing yourself with salt. It doesn't mean you start filling, you start eating a ton of salt. Don't, don't even do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the celery. And it's even some of it's even in the spinach stems, so spinach itself. And and you know, so those have you know sodium salts too that are special and designed in a special way. So this type of – these mineral salts that are in the celery, they're used. They're gathered by your white count that destroys SIBO for good and moves it out of your body for good. They utilize that because it what your immune system cells, what your immune cells can do is create chemical compounds devised, devised out of those mineral salts from the celery. Science and research, we're talking light years away from knowing that piece of it, light years. And that it's important to know that because you start looking for that. You're not going to find that. You start hopping on the internet. You start looking for that. You're not going to find that. So the bottom line is we want to rebuild it up and you're doing that with salary. That's one thing you can do, but I'm giving you the information. You guys, I'm giving you this stuff so you know why you're getting better. So you know why when you're on, when you're doing the Instagram, when you're seeing the Instagram, you see somebody getting better. So you know why things are happening. This is one of the reasons Because your immune system wants to kill every virus and every bacteria that we have in our body. It just needs the right sodium salts or the right chemical salts, meaning that are in chemical compounds that they can create new chemical compounds that are in vegetables and fruits. I want to talk about fruit fear for a minute. When it comes down to any type of problem someone thinks they have, whether it's candida, whether it's yeast, whether it's mold, whatever it is, Whether it's bacteria SIBO, they're told not to eat any fruit ever, and it creates a fruit fear like no other. You know, I did a show on fruit fear. You, you guys know that I did a show, and there's a chapter on fruit fear in Medical Medium Book One. And you know, so I take you know, you know, I've taken it seriously, but it's getting worse out there. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Someone might say and argue, hey, look, yeah, but I got off of all my bad foods. I even kept fruit out and got off of all my, you know, pizza and cheese and other stuff. And I just eat a really clean, clean, clean diet of some protein and some vegetables because a book out there says that that's going to be, you know, beneficial in some way. That's going to be beneficial and it's going to help you fight this and that. And I felt better. Of course, you're going to feel better because if you eat cleaner foods, you're going to feel better. If you eat cleaner foods, but if you're somebody that's really been struggling and suffering and been to every doctor, tried everything, and they're past that point—not past that point of not healing—I'm talking about past the point where they're not just like, "Hey, I finally got off of my fast food. I finally got off of you know of, of ice cream, and I'm eating clean proteins and vegetables, and I'm getting better." If you're someone that's way past, you know, you're past that whole thing, the fruit's critical because the fruit does matter. The fruit really does matter because you take somebody who really needs the fruit and the right kind of foods, and you take them and you put them on the kind of you know just clean diet that's out there, that's minus fruit and clean diet that's out there, and they're gonna they're gonna hit a wall. They're gonna hit a wall. I've seen it happen for years and years and years. What I'm saying is, don't be afraid of fruit, even if you're on. A clean diet, regardless what that is, is protein and vegetables. Whatever, whether you're vegan, you're doing vegan protein, or you're a meat eater and you're doing meat protein. Whatever it is, don't keep fruit out. I've seen I've seen plant based people, vegan people, say, "Look, I don't want to touch fruit. I don't want to touch fruit ever. I just don't like it. Bananas are bad. Everything's bad." Um, and but I'm doing tons and tons of protein powders and tons of vegetables as a vegan. They'll say. Same thing with you. somebody who's a meat eater, like, no, just, you know, lean cut animal protein and lots of vegetables. Don't keep the fruit out. One of the reasons is the fruit kills the bacteria that causes SIBO. It kills it. There's acids that are naturally in fruit, fruit acids, that dissolve bacteria. Sometimes it's why people – some people be like, well, I kind of feel like I'm detoxing and I ate a lot of fruit because you are detoxing. You are detoxing, detoxing for the first time in your life actually. And that's how critical fruit is, like bananas. Yeah, bananas. Bananas are now becoming the antichrist, literally the antichrist because of practitioners that are writing books that are influenced – by information that came out about eight, nine years ago that was never even lab-created information. It was a poisonous theory that came out for a reason to stop you from ever eating a banana again, to stop you from ever eating certain fruits again. This is contaminated information that certain famous people, well-known people, have made sure they got it into the alternative system about nine, ten years ago. I remember when it happened. And don't get poisoned by that information. Don't be afraid of eating a banana. It's something very important. What does a banana do? It grabs on to SIBO. And look, if you're somebody that says, Oh, I don't know if it's strep in me, but I got SIBO and the doctor said I got lots of bacteria, then a banana is that powerful. It can grab onto that bacteria and pull it out. It doesn't feed the bacteria. It kills the bacteria, suffocates it, pulls it out. Something to know. So all fruit is good. All vegetables are good. I'm just saying. So don't be afraid of different fruits. The fruit fear is so out of control now that it's – I, I honestly can't even battle it anymore out there. I need – I need you guys to actually stick up for some fruit. (laughs) And you do that. You do that. I see it happens out there. Um, Leafy greens, vegetables, we need all of that. Let's talk about some herbs and things. I want to talk about how to kill the strep inside of you that's creating the SIBO. So, rosemary, thyme, sage, oregano, parsley, cilantro. You know, the rosemary, thyme, sage, I'm going to say it again, oregano, parsley, cilantro, the simple herbs that we have in food all the time, make sure you're using them. That kills off SIBO. That kills off small intestinal tract bacteria such as strep. It destroys it. Make sure that you're using that. When you can. A little time. Fresh time is fine. Time tea. You know about that, right? Talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Sage. Have sage in your food. Sprinkle it in. Chop a little sage leaf, fresh sage leaf in there, whether it's cooked food, whether it's raw food, whether you're somebody that eats meat, whether you're somebody that doesn't. Whatever it is, bring in more sage. Kills off. That bacteria, it can free you. So you don't have to end up using an antibiotic five years from now, eight years from now, or whenever it is to try to get something under control that you're confused about. Make sure you get this in you. Oregano, you can do the oregano oil capsules, that can work. Oregano fresh. Going into the garden or your pot that you have fresh oregano brewing or growing, you can, you can pluck, you know, pluck it off, chop it up, throw it in your salad, and you have one of the most powerful anti-Sibo weapons. There is fresh oregano, parsley, big time, big time. Mineral salts are in parsley that do help. Juice a little parsley in your juices. Get a juice going. Do the celery as the base. Put a little parsley in there if you want. Great SIBO killer cilantro cilantro we know pulls out the heavy metals you guys know that we talk about it all the time and and you know the heavy metal detox with all the different things but cilantro is a great SIBO killer great SIBO killer so these things have to be in here the rosemary thyme the sage the oregano the parsley the cilantro seems basic seems simple yeah we'll bring it in get a rosemary plant going get buy fresh rosemary and chop it up throw it in the food Make a guacamole. Make a guacamole. Put a little rosemary in there. Put a little thyme. Sage. All of it in a guacamole. Do that. So, um, Padiarco. Great herb. Hyssop. Get some hyssop tea going on. So, hyssop tea is fantastic for, for SIBO. So, you know, that's a great one. So, go get some hyssop herb. And make a cup of tea, strong cup of tea with it. That's a secret weapon, a great weapon. Hibiscus tea. Do you like hibiscus tea? I, I'm hoping you do, because you got a you got a weapon for Sibo right there. You got a great weapon. Some of these things hold those you know, chemical compounds within the foods, phytochemical compounds within the foods that your immune system can then take and recreate a chemical compound to kill off SIBO, just like the celery juice I said. What can happen with some of these as well? Olive leaf, taking it every day is great. Olive leaf capsules, very helpful. You know, Padiarco is another one you can get it In in a tincture form that I talked about before, vitamin C to support your lymphocytes, support your immune system so that the strep doesn't take over, especially when it comes to other things that strep creates besides SIBO, which is UTIs, pelvic inflammatory problems, styes, sinus problems, cystic acne, you name it. Vitamin C is incredibly important, very, very important. So... All of these things are that important. Also zinc because you're battling strep. So you do want zinc in your system. So that's another thing too. The liquid zinc I always talk about. And um, and the B12. And the B12 is important too. Elderberry. So elderberry tea. You can get the elderberry. Elderberry tea is a great one for SIBO. If anybody's into chocolate, terrible for SIBO. One of the worst things in the world for SIBO. So I'm just saying, if you don't have SIBO and you love chocolate, hey, don't let anything stand in your way. I'm just saying, if you got small intestinal over, overgrowth you know, diagnosis that you – the bacterial overgrowth diagnosis that has been given you, stay away from chocolate if you have that diagnosis. Stay away from chocolate. You could have a little bit. If you're really into it, you can have a little bit here and there, but cut it back. Some people eat a ton of it. They have it every single day, so I'm worried about that if someone has – an issue that that's too much. There's many more supplements and, and foods you can do and incorporate to address SIBO running out of time. So go to my blog, check out the Streptococcus revealed blog post I did before where I have a radio show too and an article that gives you many tips that can also help you heal from SIBO. But I'm going to be putting out a new blog post on SIBO specifically with more supplements, more foods as well coming soon. So keep on looking out for that too. That's going to be really helpful. And uh, look, I stand behind you guys 100% with everything, and I care about you guys, and I'm proud of you. Seriously, with all that you're doing, everything you're doing, take one day at a time. Your body can heal. Nothing can stop it from healing. We're just making sure you get the information you need So you can turn the tide completely around so the struggle's not there anymore and that it can change. If you're struggling and you're healing for a long term, you will heal because things are healing inside of you every day. Always know that. Bless you. God bless you. And take care.